0: The Gospel according to Matthew, beginning with the 22nd verse of chapter 14. I invite you to listen for God's word. disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but by this time the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning he came walking toward them on the lake. But when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. answered him Lord if it is you command me to come to you on the water he said come so Peter got out of the boat started walking on the water and came toward Jesus but when he noticed the strong wind he became frightened and beginning to sink he cried out Lord save me Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him saying you of little faith why did you doubt when they got into the boat the wind ceased And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be to to God. The signs went up around Macon as the disease spread. You know the signs, faith over fear. You remember there was a time when we said, oh, we'll be shut down for two or three weeks and then it'll all be over. But our fear became real as we saw the New York hospitals overflow. Because we'd like protection from a danger that we can't predict or we can't see. They tell us it can be on the things we touch. They tell us it can be on those micro droplets hanging in the air. And whoever heard the word micro droplet before? We think of Peter who could see the wind. We know he was rescued and we long for a protection like that. Maybe the answer is just to look inside ourselves and and try to, to believe harder somehow. But how do you do that? In recent days and weeks, we've been celebrating the life of John Lewis. One day he stood on Edmund Pettus Bridge, and he saw a storm ahead. He'd, he'd seen those storms before, certainly. He'd seen him in the lunch counters in Nashville. He'd seen him in bus terminals all across the south. He had been to jail before, he'd been beaten before, he was prepared to go to jail, he was prepared to, 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 to be beaten. But this time he said, I thought I was going to die on that bridge. But you know, we remember John Lewis, not because his skull cracked. We remember him because his soul and his spirit never did. He never lost hope. Those words that reverberated through the Capitol Rotunda in the, in the service remembering him, where he admonished his, his younger followers to, to keep your eye on the prize. The same people who gathered there, he got, learned to get along with his political opponents. And in later years, when clansmen who had beaten him came, sought him out, and asked his forgiveness, he found it in his heart to forgive them. John Lewis's faith didn't save him from the scars on his face, but it overcame his fear and made him an American hero. Too often we misunderstand faith. Sometimes we think it means there will be no storms. When I was a young pastor here on the staff at Mulberry Street years ago, there, there, well, there were many uh, people I admired But I'm thinking about one in particular today, who although I admired many things he said, I'm I'm thinking about one thing he said that maybe he wished he hadn't said. It it came from the days before Macon Mall was built and the best retail in Macon was on Cherry Street. And he said one day, if I drive downtown and there's not a parking place right in front of the store that I'm intending to go to, I just figure that the Lord doesn't want me to go there that day. I thought, really? You think the Lord's going to pave a path for everything that he wants you to do? You mean, uh, because in my, the years of my ministry, among my most painful conversations are those with people whose illnesses were never healed, with people whose problems never went away, and then their friends said it's because you don't have enough faith. I think, tell that to Peter. Oh sure, he escaped the storm on the lake, but, but only to die upside down on a cross. Tell that to John Wesley, who faced down mobs ready to beat him up and kill him in order to preach the gospel. And tell it to a Brooklyn Dodgers shortstop. What was the year, 1947? who'd grown up in the Deep South, and as he stood on the diamond in some other stadium other than Ebbets Field, he heard the hung crowd shouting out those racist epithets and and catcalls to that rookie second baseman on his team. And he knew that that rookie second baseman was only out on that field, but in spite of the fact that he had received death threats, in Pee Wee Reese, kind of jogged across the second base bag and walked over and put his arm around Jackie Robinson and said, by doing that, he said, we're going to see this storm through together. Or maybe we think that faith means no fear. We'll see the problems, but, but we'll never be afraid Brothers and sisters, if, if you're not afraid of COVID-19, you should be. What, 150,000 and more Americans have died? And some of those deaths are easily explainable. they are old folks like me with under, those things called underlying conditions. But some of them are horribly ram, uh, random. How, how could the disease take, take that young woman, how could it take that strong man, And we need to remember that faith doesn't mean the absence of fear. Mark Twain said, faith is not the absence of fear, but resistance to fear. And General George Patton, and let me tell you, there are a lot of things George Patton said that should never be quoted from a Christian pulpit. But he, he said, courage is fear holding on a minute longer. Fear plays an important role in our lives without fear you're going to do stupid things it's not wrong to feel fear only to allow fear to dominate you john lewis didn't set out in life to be beaten but he knew that the forces of evil in this world have never given up their privilege without being pushed or maybe we think faith means no failure if we have enough faith, we'll, we'll, never, we'll never fail. But folks, failure is a part of life. The best fielders make errors on batted balls that ordinary players don't get anywhere close to. The best tennis players miss shots that other folks wouldn't even try. And the best scientists have, have folders full of failed experiments. Because failed experiments is the only way they find out what does work. I forget who it was that said a faint, a saint, a faint. Sometimes saints are faint too. But anyway, uh, a saint is not someone who never falls. A saint is someone who every time they fall, they get up again. Peter failed. But notice, if you read the story, when he failed, the result was He came closer to Christ. Jesus said something about little faith. And one one way of uh, translating that is a half-believer. And I can relate to that phrase, a half-believer. Because I don't think faith is something you can make yourself feel. You can't make yourself happy. You can't make yourself cheerful. You can't make yourself enthusiastic or even thankful. And there's no way that you can just grit your teeth and feel more faith. Peter was very much like that unnamed favorite character of mine from the Gospels, the father who said to Jesus, Lord I believe, help my unbelief. And so are we all, because who has perfect motivation? But for one glorious moment, Peter went with his faith even though, a moment later, he yielded to the fear. But only in doing so did he grow in that faith. A man said, I grabbed a cat the wrong way, and in so doing, I learned 100% more than if I had grabbed it the right way. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's, that's the way we, we do learn. I love aquariums. There's a great one in Atlanta, Boston, Chattanooga, other places. You can learn a lot about marine life in aquariums, but you know what you'll never learn in an aquarium? You'll never learn to swim. And you can stand on the side of your pool and make motions all day long. You'll never learn to swim. Not until you get in over your head. Not until you get into what John Lewis called good trouble. Not until you acknowledge your fear but vow that it will not ruin your life now understand i'm not preaching to you about a heroic spirit there's no there's no gospel in trying hard there's no gospel in just being brave we aren't promised to be able to walk on water the ancients were not they weren't surprised that peter couldn't walk on water the ancients believed that walking on water was a divine attribute not a human one And so, as you read the story, when they got back in the boat, the disciples didn't make fun of Peter. They didn't scorn him, but they worshiped Christ. Not that Christ keeps us from every painful loss. Because this story is not not about a heroic spirit. It's about a trust in the Savior who bids us step out in fearful faith, and then reaches out to sustain us in our failure. We cry out to him and realize he is already at our side. Thanks be to God.